The Maple Leafs arrive in Sweden. Meanwhile, back in Toronto, rumors swirling about a potential interest with Patrick Kane. We'll get into all of that and more on today's edition of the Lockdown Leafs podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Maple Leafs, your daily podcast on the Toronto Maple Leafs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome into the Locked On Leafs podcast, a daily Maple Leaf-centric podcast hosted by myself, Mike DiStefano, and my co-host, Dave Morissuti. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more right now when new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 Moneyline bet. That's right, $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to get started. What's up, Dave? How you doing this week? It's it's a it's a light week in the game schedule, but there still seems to be a lot of news circulating with the Leafs, isn't there? Always, always. Like you can't you can't have a week where the Leafs are just totally out of the news cycle. Just yeah, not doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't happen. You know, with with the latest, obviously, the report of uh, the Maple Leafs chatting with one Patrick Kane, apparently in the last day or so. So we'll touch on that in, uh, in a few moments here, but you know, the Leafs uh, officially off to Sweden, they've arrived and uh, they're there for the weekend games, the, the global series for the NHL and, you know, Toronto, a a big Swedish lineage over the course of their, you know, existence. It it dates back to Borea Salming, obviously Matt Sundin was such a staple and one of the biggest players to ever come out of Sweden, obviously. And even to today, right? You've got Lilligren there. You've got Nylander. You've got now you, you've brought in um, John Klingberg, Lagesson, Pontus Holmberg is, is, is a native of Sweden. So a very large Swedish contingent uh, with the Maple Leafs. And, you know, it's going to be pretty cool. And I know that they're super excited to be playing in front of, you know, their home crowd and home fans. I think I saw... Nylander has like what, like a hundred tickets or something that he had to buy for friends and family for this weekend. Like it's, it's, it's going to be cool. It's going to be great for, for those guys. And, you know, should be a couple of solid games as well against Detroit, Minnesota. Yeah. The only thing that's unfortunate with all this is Timothy Lilligren not able to enjoy yeah. this. Like that was, that was the one that I was like, ah, like, yeah, it's the timing of that. But yeah, no, it's, I, you know, it, it just, being there, like you're hearing Nylander and talk about how you know his family hasn't seen him play an NHL game live. His grandmother, they asked him, "How old's your grandmother?" He's like, "I don't know, she's old." <laughs> like, niche <laughs> Willie, <laughs> trying to remember the grandmother's age at least. But yeah, no, it's. But it's nice. Do, to, do you I, remember yours? I mean. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, mine's mine. J- night last week, mine just turned ninety four. My Nona just turned ninety four. <sighs> Easy to remember when they get up. My, I guess up there. my Nona just had her birthday as well. I want to say she turned seventy four, either seventy four or seventy five. Damn, so she's a little younger. But <laughs> yeah, a little bit, <laughs> little, little 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 younger. Um, but yeah, anyways. It's it's pretty cool. Um, the fact that they're down there, and I think it's gonna be cool. Did you see? Apparently, they attended the the premiere of the the movie Borea. They were down at the premiere for that. Oh, perfect timing for that too. I mean, I'm sure there was a lot of it was planned. 
yeah in that regard but yeah i mean that's that's pretty cool yeah i agree apparently like past and present leaf fans were uh were in attendance um I I think this is also an opportunity for maybe John Klingberg to get his game back. You know, mm-hmm. I think this is a chance for him to go home, maybe eat a nice home cooked Swedish meal with his family. Uh, he put some Swedish meatballs in his belly and get back to playing the way that he did, you know, back when he was a native of Sweden and, you know, he was an up and coming star in the Swedish elite league and, you know, eventually made his way overseas and became, you know, a a stud for the Dallas stars. That guy's, that guy's still in there. You know what I mean? Like he's, he's still there. He just battling some confidence right now, but I think potentially going back to Sweden, this could be really good for him, uh, which in turn would be good for, for the Maple Leafs. I don't know if that's a take or if that's a wish, Dave, but but I'm I'm going to say it with all my chest that I think he plays inspired this weekend and uh, I think there's a good chance for for you know the Leafs to get the best out of Klingberg and maybe for him to turn his season around with this little global series here. Yeah, I mean he played better against Vancouver, but that's one game, right? We want to yeah. see a trend, right? We want to see him get on a little bit of a run here and you know I, I, I do think that this is like a nice get him away from maybe the spotlight a little bit here because let's face it, not as many reporters are going to be making the trip over to Sweden. So he doesn't have to deal with that. And it's a familiar setting for himself being back at home. So I, I do think that hopefully this is something that will kind of give him that bounce back. Also, the Leafs have a lot of time off, right? Yeah. They're going to have these two games and then they're off for a bit again, right? And we know that he's dealing with an injury. Yep. Right. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. So he'll get some extra time to handle said injury. Yeah, exactly. Um, which hopefully it does work out because, man, did they ever need this guy to, to to not be a liability? That's for sure. Making four million dollars. Um, so the two games that they're going to be playing this weekend, just for those who maybe we're out of the loop a little bit and, and haven't been, you know, don't know exactly when these games are going to be. It's not going to be your typical Saturday night primetime game for the Maple Leafs. So they play Friday afternoon against the Detroit Red Wings at 2 p.m. That's 2 p.m. against Detroit. And then Sunday morning against Minnesota at 8 p.m. So that's a 2 p.m. start on Friday and an 8 a.m. start Sunday morning. It's also really weird that Ottawa is also one of the teams that are going over for this, uh, one of the four teams going over in the Global Series, yet somehow Toronto and Ottawa don't play each other. <laughs> uh, yeah, I do find that pretty curious. Like, I'm not sure. I- I- I'm not sure what to really make of that. I don't know if they were, it was because Toronto and Ottawa already played each other, but then I'm like, well, Minnesota Toronto already played each other. Yeah. I mean, you get those two games out of the way, I guess, for the NHL's sake. But yeah, it is like you would think that you'd want the Battle of Ontario to be have like a Swedish kick to it. Would be nice, you know, yeah. maybe. But but then again, I suppose they're thinking, ah, you could sell more tickets, man. I don't know. But I did think that it's like that's kind of weird that you know you get two teams who are so you know rivals, you could kind of say that are both going over there. You'd think they want like a good rivalry game. Um, against one another as opposed to like Toronto, Minnesota, you know what I mean? But 
is what it is. Uh, they're going to be playing Detroit and, and, and many. Um, that's kind of the, the, the way the cookie crumbles as, uh, uh, was, was, who's the actor from that, from that movie? Jim Carrey. Jim yeah. Carrey said yes. in 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 Bruce almighty. Good movie, man. I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but I remember as a kid, I did enjoy that film. I will say that. I will say that, Dave. All right. Uh, why don't we take a quick break? And then when we come back, there was a report today from John Shannon about the Leafs potentially being linked to star forward Patrick Kane. We'll dive into that report and uh, sift through it and see if we can make some sense of it. So that'll be coming up on the other side. But first, Dave, how about a word from our show sponsor? Yes, today uh, today's show is brought to you by Jace Medical. Whether you're on an extended tra- when you're on extended travel, bracing for a major weather event, or limited by yet another supply shortage, you are covered, my friend. Thanks to our partners at Jace Medical, life-saving antibiotics, and a long list of daily medication can be ordered in a one-year supply, even ED generics for Cialis, Viagra, Revadio prescriptions. Go online right now at jacemedical.com to receive your 12-month supply on your daily medication. Remember to use promo code Locked On at checkout for a discount as well. A verified customer had this to say about Jace. I'm thankful for the service. Supply chain issues caused me to cut pills in half to have it. I ordered most of my daily meds with the year supply. I also ordered an antibiotic kit. I feel secure now. Prices are lower than local pharmacies. I highly recommend this for everyone. If you are someone you love, would love to get peace of mind by having a year supply of an any daily med, go to jacemedical.com to see if it's offered for you. Remember to use promo code locked on for $20 off your purchase. That is J A S E medical.com. Welcome back into the Locked On Lease podcast. It's Mike DiStefano and Dave Morasuti. Uh, we are hosts here on the Locked On Leaf show, and uh, we are a daily Maple Leaf centric podcast. You can find us wherever you find your pods at, uh, whether it's, you know, iTunes, Stitcher, you can find it on Podbean, Google Podcasts, and of course Spotify and wherever you get your audio pods from. Also, you can find us up on YouTube as well and watch the video version of this podcast. And if you do, we consider uh or we'd really like it if you would consider leaving a like on the video if you enjoy it and leave a comment down below as well. Let us know if you like the potential of the Leafs landing Patrick Kane. Because that's the subject of uh, the next little, you know, topic we've got lined up for you here to talk about on the show. Because John Shannon, um, who you know, longtime respected hockey man, knows a lot of people, and if he's reporting something, there's probably some meat to it. I would say uh, he reported today that the Maple Leafs have met with Patrick Kane. Now he also notes that Kane's been training in Oakville. Um, which is, you know, right here, right outside within the GTA, uh, and says that, uh, you know, he's beginning the process of meeting with teams and he's hearing that he met with the Toronto Maple Leafs today. That is the latest report from John Shannon. So, um, real interesting. What do you, what are you searching for here? Uh, Florida, Tampa, Carolina, Dallas also appear to be on the list along with Buffalo who, just lost Tage Thompson for potentially a significant amount of time. Which I think would probably detract them from Kane. Like, I think Kane would be less inclined to go to oh, yeah. Buffalo with the Tage Thompson injury. Um, that would be my guess there. 
the way Tampa's played this season, like, I don't know if that still is a championship caliber team. I mean, I guess they're going to finally get their goalie back in the next, you know, a couple of weeks here. And then you can really judge what that team looks like. Uh, but Florida, Carolina, Dallas, like those, those three teams are still, you know, solid, solid squads that could definitely get a boost from adding a Patrick Kane. No New York though, eh? No, no Rangers apparently think, according to John Shannon. I think they've seen it done and just are just like hands washed of that situation. Yeah, potentially that could be the case where you know he doesn't you know Showtime doesn't want to go back to to the Big Apple, uh, possibly, but he could come to Toronto. Uh, and again, John Shannon, according to him, uh, Patrick Kane was in Toronto or speaking with Toronto today. While training in Oakville, um, we met with like aren't most of the least brass in Sweden right now? <laughs> uh, Shanny, maybe Shanny. Like, you think Shanny would have would have went to Sweden? I don't know. It's a good question. Who would he have met? Uh, I guess from the Maple Leafs. Um, maybe oh. you know the GM didn't go over there yet. That's what I, that's what I was gonna say. Is maybe you know. Maybe the Jet is getting a little extra miles where they're doing the team. Then they're going to come back, get the rest of the guys. Who knows? But yeah. I, I do find I do find it interesting because personally, I can think of who is leaking this information because you know I, I do know that their agent, like Patrick Kane's agent, was the one that was initially putting out. Look, he's looking pretty good. We I think we put that video up weeks ago where he was doing those drills and he was looking. Yeah, it didn't look like, you know, he was they were trying to pump his tires a little bit. You know, it's he might have had a hip uh, hip surgery, but it doesn't look like it, right? So mm-hmm. I I do think that this is going to help. When you get the Leafs involved, even if the Leafs we're going to talk a little bit about this, but even if the Leafs potentially don't even want this, they're the one team that you're going to try to get other teams to be like, "Hey, look, we're talking to Toronto. Don't be uh don't miss out on your opportunity to come and get Patrick Kane." Right. Right. Like this could be a ploy where it's, you know, in order to get other teams involved, it's like you don't want Toronto to get him, block him by coming to to get this guy. Because if he they add him to that already talented, you know, group, who knows what could happen? Yeah, like this could be a ploy. But like, let's get into it. Do do you think that there is significant interest here when it comes to a potential, um, you know, fit with Kane joining the Maple Leafs? Like where where does he fit? Where would he slot in, you think? Like if you're getting Patrick Kane, you're not putting him in a bottom six role. He's got to be in a top six to even entertain that idea. First off, for, to even have him decide to sign here, he's got to know that he's going to come in and get a chance to play in the top six, playing with you know, Austin Matthews. Like, that's the sell if you're going to want to sell him on coming. The thing is, and we just talked about this you know, on the last show, things are looking pretty good right now in the top six, right? Like, you're going to... yeah potentially move all that just to bring in Patrick Kane, who, you know, had a pretty down, who had a down year last year. I know he wasn't hundred percent healthy. I know that Chicago was a tire fire, but Patrick Kane has been kind of been on the downhill here. And it also just, it would be like where you need new tires for your car, but you decide I got to go get a new paint job instead. No, no, no. You don't need a new paint job. You need tires. And when I mean tires, I mean help on the blue line. Let's not. I understand that it's just money you're spending on Patrick Kane, but it's another contract you're bringing in. The Leafs already got like little to no cap space right now. So 
you got to figure that move out on top of that. So I, I, I just don't see how that fit really works right now. Well, do you think that it would cost a lot to land Patrick Kane? No. Like, do you think he's looking for money or is he ring chasing? I mean, you might be able to make it work. Like if, if you get to move a contract out to, to make it happen. I mean, if you're Toronto, I, I think you do that. Like if it's going to cost you, let's say, you know, Max Domi, for example, kind of got to do it. Don't you? Like if he says, I want to come here, right. I want to mm -hmm. be here in Toronto. I want, you know, this is the, the, the team that I want to be with. I want to have an opportunity to win a championship with Austin Matthews, play with him, play with this group, yada, yada, yada. I mean, don't you kind of have to think about it? The reason why I think about it on top of those reasons you said is he's got the one thing that this team will always go out and get, and that's championship pedigree. Mm -hmm. And this isn't a guy who rode the curtails of a of a championship, right? He was showtime, like he's showtime Patty came for a reason. He was the reason why the Blackhawks went on that dominant run, right? In the early 20, 2010s. I know it's a little while ago. But he's he still has that pedigree to him, and that's that's something teams will pay attention to. That's you know why the Rangers went out and got him, right? They already had a terrace angle. They're like, well, well, let's add Patty Kane and try to you know really up our chances. So it's easier to do now because yes, I don't think money is the main motivator here. I don't know how that will work with. I know that once you sign a contract later in the year, the cap situation is a little different, right? Yes. Yeah prorated a little bit i mean brandon Prinham would have to figure that part out but i think if that this was even something they were going to discuss in the off season they would have to know how to make that cap work so i i don't think i'm like i'm not a steady like no dice like don't even consider it it's just you got to really think about how the fit works how it works in your cap structure and how it works with your team chemistry which i mean at this point the leafs mm -hmm. I don't think that's a huge deal. They've already done yeah. so many moves and additions that I think it would work. I, I think the person that would benefit the most from it, from a morale standpoint, would be Austin Matthews because we know how much he would probably love the chance to play with Patrick Kane. Yeah. The the thing is, though, like, like Patrick Kane's a right winger. Like, yep. he's always uh, played on the right side. Right? Hey, Mitch. Do you mind if we put you down onto the onto Tavares's wing? Oh, okay. What are you gonna do with Willie? Put him on the left side. He's now you're moving. Uh, he's 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 legitimately been the best player on your team, and oh, he's no. like top five in scoring this year. And you're just gonna boot him to the left side for maybe it'll work, Patrick Kane. Well, I'm trying to Someone figure out you're looking to bring in and sign an extension to, and all of a sudden you're gonna mess with all that and move your whole lineup around for Patrick Kane. Like this is where it doesn't make sense to me. I, I'm, yeah. I'm taking a stance. I'm actually team. Don't sign Kane. Like I was just kind of throwing these questions mm -hmm. out to you from a, but my actual thing is I, I don't think it works. I don't, I don't see a scenario where that makes sense. If he's going to play in the top six, maybe to play in the bottom six. But again, if, 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 I don't know if he if he comes here for that reason. No, I, that's that was kind of my like. I can see why if you're looking at the like those other teams that were mentioned, the Hurricanes, the Panthers, the Stars, you can definitely see a player that Patrick Kane would play over in those lineups 
on the right side. Toronto, it's it's tougher. I I just again, it, I can see why they are interested in the meeting, but I can also see why it doesn't work. I'm I'm like I'm never gonna say no to an opportunity like that, but I'm also like not gonna be like, yes, let's get this done tonight. Like no, like that's this not. That this doesn't jive. They don't need. This is not the biggest move they need to be. They need to be figuring out a way to make Cap Zadorov happen. Zadorov and Tanev. Let's get that. Let's get that pairing in here. So let me ask you this: If you had the opportunity, right? If the Leafs had, you know, one one deal to make where they could bring in somebody, would you rather bring in Zadorov or Patrick Kane? Oh, Zadorov. Like they need, they need that blue line to be harder to play against. It is too easy to go up against that blue line right now. Mm-hmm. And like Mark Giordano is playing too much, right? Yeah. You get the door off that pushes him da- further down the lineup and even spells him some games. He could, he can't be asked to play 82 games. He can't be asked to play close to 20 minutes a night. Right. Right. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm with you there too. Like, I would prefer to go in a different direction. Like, and it does go back to your point where it's like, you don't need to be spending all this money, this cap space, and and you know whatever on Patrick Kane. Like, spend your focus on trying to make this blue line better. Offense has never, and for as long as this core four is the core four, will not be the problem here in Toronto. It's always been defense and you know, goaltending and wherever it may be, you don't need to keep bolstering that offense at the expense of the blue line, you know? So unless he's willing to come and take like league minimum, like a million, million and a half at most, where if you could make some, some other moves, there's still a chance where you could add Kane and add Zadorov and maybe make some additions at the deadline as well. Uh, I think it would take a lot of movement and it would take some, heavy lifting, uh, you know, from this roster and, and moving some pieces out and maybe getting some retention on the Zadorov deal and whatever it may be. But, you know, ultimately, I, yeah, I, I think that game would be a massive luxury ad. I thought that last year, I still think that would be the case. And for me, it, it just, it doesn't fit. Cause again, you're not going to move, probably not going to move Marner off of Matthew's wing. You're probably not going to move Willie off of, you know, the right side where he's been playing elite hockey, like superstar level hockey this season. So what do you do? You're put him on the third line with Max Domi and Nick Robertson. I mean, I don't know if that's attractive to Patrick Kane. Like if it is, and he's willing to do that and play a bottom six role and just be like secondary offense and play on the, you know, play on the power play and be facilitator there and maybe get a couple of shifts up up top when you know they they get some offensive situations and they need to throw guys like that out there i don't know uh he it's it would be a luxury ad in my opinion but let's also be honest if if we found out tomorrow we wake up that patrick kane is signed with the lease like we'd be excited uh, about that prospect don't get me wrong but i still think that it would be a luxury ad for toronto it, it would be right yeah uh, all right, we'll take one more quick break, and then we'll come back. And uh, there's the, a, another report about some rule changes potentially to three-on-three overtime, which I think is kind of interesting. So we'll come back, we'll talk about that idea and if we like it. And uh, the PWHL kickoff training camp tomorrow. 
uh, well, I guess today, by the time that most people are listening to this, um, the jerseys were unveiled. They had a media day. So we'll show you what Toronto's jersey looks like. And I got to tell you, Dave, I'm a little, I'm a little chapped by this whole situation. I'll tell you what I mean. I'll explain it more in just a moment. But before we get into all of that, let me tell you about one of today's show sponsors, and it's our good friends over at FanDuel. Uh, score early this NFL season with FanDuel. It's America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any $5 money line bet. That's $150 bucks if your team wins. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use. There's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player pops, uh, player props, overs, unders. You can even bet futures. You think Austin Matthews is going to lead the league in goals? Go ahead. Make that wager. Bet him to win the Richard again. You can do it on you can do it on FanDuel. So visit the FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. FanDuel official partner of the Locked On Network. Welcome back into the Locked On Leafs podcast. I'm Mike DeSefano with Dave Morissuti. Um, so an interesting report coming out today. Uh, so there's, I, I didn't even know this was happening, to be honest. It was very quiet that this was happening. But I guess it does happen every, like, November. There are GM meetings. Then there's also more important GM meetings in Boca a little bit later on, uh, you know. The meeting like, before the meeting. Yeah, this is the meeting before the meeting to set up what we got to talk about at the next meeting and put things into place. So that's what's taking place here. Just conversations of what maybe we should talk about at our next meeting. That's essentially what this is. Uh, and the biggest topic of conversation, apparently, that's coming out and a potential rule change that could be coming of all of this is uh, the idea of them changing the three-on-three overtime rules uh dave why don't you tell you know everybody what exactly this could entail well for the good folks who are on youtube i will throw up a tweet here from frank cervalli he was talking with colin campbell saying that so the big one here is the nhl doesn't like when teams and the leafs have done this quite a bit and a lot of teams have done this where players get possession in overtime but then they decide ah you know what we don't like how the play is looking so we're going to circle back regroup and try again to see if we can get an opening here so apparently the uh they're not too thrilled about that so potential solutions they're going to discuss if they feel like that's something that they want to change once you cross the red or blue line you can't go back out again so basically you can't skate back out when you have possession of the puck or you we're going to play some basketball and we're going to put in a shot clock or lacrosse in this situation too uh discussions are ongoing and it's going to be tabled in march so essentially teams that have now figured out ways to you know get rid of the mayhem of three on three by saying you know ah, we're going to try to play smart and play puck possession here nhl's like ah we don't really care for that we want chaos we want game yeah. to end over time yeah, and, and that's what we want. And uh, I was reading a piece, and they were speaking with some of the general managers, and this is what uh, Kevin Adams had to say. Buff, oh, for sure, by the way, if this is taking place in Toronto, the GM meetings, definitely. Uh, yeah, Brad, Brad Living. Living is there. <laughs> yeah, he's here in Toronto. So for sure, he met with Brad Living, um, and the rest of them are going to obviously meet 
you know, maybe meet, I guess. I don't even know if they're going to go down. I would assume they would go down, uh, meet them there in Sweden. Uh, anyways, to get back to this conversation. Let me figure out that part of that first, like a little yeah. little. <laughs> That's yeah. 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 Uh, so what I was reading was Kevin Adams was saying that, uh, what do we, yeah. The, the bigger question is, does the data, including shot attempts, scoring chances and possession changes, Support keeping status quo or should there be changes made? And Kevin Adams said, that's what we're looking at. Delay and keeping the puck versus what would possession changes do if you were forced to have to attack? And does that create more excitement? Uh, I think that's the conversation. It's more conversation-based today, and it'll probably go deeper in March when you have more time at those meetings. We're here, it's only a couple of days. But it's something that they seem to be very interested in, um, you know, diving into the data and figuring out if it would be best for the game. And I guess that's kind of what they'll be doing over the next couple of days and over the next, you know, few months before they get to March where, you know, whoever's in favor of making the change will present their case and then they'll, you know, all deliberate and say, yes, we want to change the rule or no, we think the rule is, or the, the game is played perfectly fine as is. So something to keep an eye on over the next little bit, but would you want this uh, change? Like, would you be in favor of this if you were in those meetings? Uh, you know what? I like. I don't have too much of an issue because it's not like where, where I. I can understand where the why they're they're having these discussions. I don't think it's as big of an issue right now. The biggest issue is the clock, right? Like five minutes. In some cases, it's just like I look back at that Calgary Leafs OT where you're having a heart attack almost like a heart attack every two like 20 seconds in that overtime mm -hmm. and then it goes to a shootout and you're just like oh like why couldn't we have an extra two minutes of this or another few minutes i know people are saying 10 minutes it's already been discussed why 10 minutes is not right not on the table there if they feel like they can figure out a way to keep the spirit of three on three alive while also bringing a rule like this maybe like i don't know about the shot clock like that's going to be a little tougher to enforce, right? Because players, like now, players are going to have to look up and find out where the shot clock is while they're skating on the ice. I think it'd be easier to do like a all right if you are uh, in. I mean, the shot clock will be, it'll be right there behind the net. I would imagine, like it'll 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 be in plain sight. You'll know where it is. Like you're going to have to search in every building. It'll be in the same spot. I would yeah, imagine. So Whose view are you taking away for that shot clock? as well uh, unfortunately there'll be a couple of people in the stands who are probably gonna have to miss out on it they're paying a lot of money for that seat that, well, like that, well, that's, something the game? To, that's something they're gonna have to discuss because obstructed you know, views is what it is the, those tickets will be sold as obstructed views and if you want to pay for them and sit in the lower bowl well that's what's gonna be i i do like that but again these are some of the like solutions but they're not always perfect solutions. So that's why I want to see a proper, like, not just, hey, we're thinking this, we're thinking that. I want to see, like, why they think, you know, doing this will have such a great benefit. They're also yeah. just, like, also test something like this in the AHL or well, before they even consider it. Yeah, that's typically what they do is they'll kind of have a, a test you know i would assume next year they'll test it in the ahl if they decide they want to get a harder a closer look at it 
tested in the minors in the American League. Then if it works the following year, they usually implement the rule into the NHL. So that that is kind of something that they they typically will do. Um, I I'm probably in favor of you know the you know not allowing the regroup or the circle back. Like just keep everything attacking. You know what I mean? Um, I think that would be pretty pretty sweet. And it's it's something that I've heard before, and I, I've been in favor of that happening. And it looks like it's gaining some more momentum. So again, something to keep an eye on uh, over the next couple of months, but again, they'll probably go more deeper into this uh, in March at the next meetings in Boca Raton. Uh, okay. Really quickly, the PWHL will be um, kicking off their training camps this year. So the professional women's hockey league, and uh, they unveiled their jerseys today. And Dave, so Toronto, who's going to, you know, we'll, we'll talk about them periodically here, right? The the sister Leafs, I guess, is, is what we'll refer to them as. These are the jerseys. If you're watching on YouTube, these are the jerseys that they have unveiled. And these are, this is what they're going to look like. It's just a, a blue jersey with like red across the, sh- or uh, black, sorry, across the shoulders. And it just in white lettering says Toronto across you know, diagonally across the jersey, almost, you know, like New York has those jerseys, those Rangers ones, the Canes kind of have ones like that as well. These are very basic, Dave. I kind of wanted to see a little bit, like these look like beer league jerseys to me. This doesn't, this doesn't scream to me like iconic inaugural women's, like just, it seems like there wasn't a whole lot of planning that went into these, man. I, I don't know if you've getting that same vibe, but I'm not a fan. No, I'm not a fan either. Like, first off, it doesn't take much to design a jersey that just has your city name and colors. Like, that's too like it. It just screams to me that the, not a lot of thought was put into it. Now, I heard the argument is that they don't have like the name secured yet, so they didn't want to put out the merch, and then things happen with the names. Well, how how do you not have this stuff secured yet? Like, no. Well, that's my issue too. Is that like, you're like kicking the, off training camps? You don't have this stuff secured. There's a lot of things that they don't have secured right now. I've heard like some teams don't even really have arenas set. I yeah, like I I want to see women ho- women's hockey like thrive. I want to see it be a great success. Things like this put it in in the war. Like it adds negative value to what you're trying to do right now. It it, it looks. In, the easiest thing they, they could have done for a jersey design if they had they wanted to wait or they want to have something just simple for every team, have the PWHL logo and have the city name on top of it as part of the logo. Something like that. Something that th- shows, you know what, at least it's branding to our league. To me, I see this jersey. I don't think of a PWHL team when I see this jersey. Like, t- as you no. said, it's closer to a beer league. If anything i've seen beer league jerseys that look a lot nicer than this this looks like sunnyvale trailer park jersey like it's it's not a great look i hope that they 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 realize that they got to do better yeah um i like i guess if there's some legal ramifications as to why you know, this looks the way it is and and why they're not quite as ready as we wanted them to be. Um, It's not a good look. Like, ultimately, it's not a good look. And 
I don't think you can half-ass this stuff. Like, I think they needed to be a bit more crisp with everything, and it just seems like they're very much on the fly and on the go, and it seems disorganized, and that just doesn't seem like it's a good idea, quite frankly. Um, it's it's a little worrisome if you are a fan of women's hockey, like I like I am. Like I, you know, I I grew up calling women's hockey back in, in university. Like I'm a, a fan of the sport, right? Like I remember Oh two when the women won the, the gold um, for the first time, like I was a fan of that team and I watched them and I've watched them in every Olympic since. And I watched the U S Canada rivalry series and the world championships. Like I just love hockey and it's a good level and it's unfortunate. It seemed like this was a really good idea and it still very well could be, and it could turn out to be a tremendous success. But early on, it just seems a little half-assed and like maybe it's being rushed, just just rushed a little bit. And, mm. and, and you know, it's not it, – it just – I don't know how to explain it, but it just feels as though um, like a little unprofessional. I don't, I don't know. I don't know, yeah. Dave. So it's literally the Professional Women's Hockey League that doesn't have a professional women's hockey league look right now. Yeah. Yeah. But again, hopefully, um, you know, by the end of training camps and, and by the time they start the season, which is still to be determined sometime in January, they're supposed to start the year yet again, don't have team names locked up, team nicknames locked up. Don't have like real jerseys basically. And uh, many of them reportedly also don't have, their dates locked in or, or anything like that because they don't have an arena that they've been able to strike a deal with. So yeah, there's, there's a lot that's still up in the air here and hopefully it gets sorted out rather soon because yeah, training camps begin right now and uh, a lot of questions still to be answered here. All right, buddy, that'll do it for us here today on the podcast. I'd like to thank you all for listening and supporting the show. You can subscribe to the locked on Leafs podcast on all podcast platforms and receive daily Leafs content. Follow myself on Twitter at Mickey underscore Canuck. Follow Dave on X, not Twitter, X uh, at D underscore Morisuti. And follow the show as well at Lockdown Leaves. Go ahead, leave a like if you enjoyed this. Uh, and if you're on YouTube, leave a comment down below. Came to the Leaves, is that a good idea? Let us know your thoughts down in the comment section. We'll be back with another episode for you guys tomorrow. But until then, keep it locked right here on Lockdown Leaves.